Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way, and I'm joined by Claudine Zapp. She is here hey. again. Hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, you. We are here to talk episode three of Selling the OC. What did you Ooh. think? <laughs> Well, um, I was very happy about all the champagne being consumed. It goes with my theory from episode one that there's just going to be gallons of it on the show. It seems, yeah, (laughs) it it follows that old formula um, that Bravo, you know, the the network has pretty much perfected is if you ply your stars with enough alcohol, you'll get some interesting content. (laughs) This is true, or at least drunken content. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes they collide. Right, right, right. I thought this episode was pretty good. I thought we got a good mix of beautiful houses and some fake drama. I think the Geo Alex Hall stuff is pretty fake, I, th- I still think. Yeah, it, it feels very trumped up and the whole it, it feels like a nothing burger. Yeah, it, it feels like this is their first season of reality TV and they're just trying to put on something for the cameras. Um but there was some fun stuff, too. There was. This is a very, <laughs> very funny and fun episode, I thought. Yeah. Um, well, let's dive into it. We <laughs> we get another uh, another fun scene with Gio's mom, Lisa. I love Lisa. She's getting her nails done. Me too. And Gio meets her at the nail salon. Did she have a charcuterie board? next to her while she was getting Is that what that was I thought that it was like a snack but maybe you know it was probably like tools or something yeah (laughs) whatever was going on with her I just loved it all I loved her outfit I loved her look I loved the fact that she told the pedicurist that she had fake tan on her legs and she didn't want it to (laughs) melt off during the pedicure (laughs) totally it's like how is the pedicurist supposed to do that (laughs) I don't know uh maybe not get a pedicure then or yeah <laughs> or planning on Lisa's part um very poor planning I also loved so Gio pulls up on his motorcycle meets her yeah, another another um a vehicle yeah yes his, his orange Porsche and now his motorcycle like he he seems to be doing pretty well for himself in like the transportation right. um, amenities mm-hmm. I loved his honesty yeah. When he said that he's shopping for a house and he's feeling the heat of the seller's market, there's nothing out there. His price point isn't, you know, super high. Like I would, you know, the way that he's portrayed himself on this show, I would have expected him to be like, you know, like we're just trying to find the right house. We, we can, we can certainly price afford no object. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, but we're just, you know, we're just really trying to find like, no, he was like, our budget is tight and, there's no houses. And I like that. He, he, I like that too. And he sounded very much like most people who go into their, you know, house hunt. So yeah, he's, that was like surprisingly relatable and honest of him to say that. Totally. Um, but, but then he gets back on his geo character and says, yeah. Jason is pressuring everyone in the office to go after double digit million dollar homes. And, uh, He's like, you know, Jason is indirectly saying that, like, I'm there, I'm top dog. And I think everyone's just kind of jealous. Like, everyone in the show thinks that everyone else is jealous of them. <laughs> yes, you're so right. They, like, the, the, the Alexandras say that. And, yeah. 
Yeah. And I love that he says he's indirectly saying, follow my, follow Gio's lead. Like <laughs> indirectly say, I think that means that Jason did not say it. Right? <laughs> totally. Like <laughs> I'm, in, I'm indirectly saying that you should, uh, no, it's no, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> and anyone can indirectly say anything. Right. Yes. <laughs> Um, but this was a, a nice little scene. Geo seems very close with his mom, which is which is adorable. Um, we get a nice little montage of all the agents doing real estate things. Yes, <laughs> what I wrote. They wrote. They they sorry. They work. They actually do work. Totally. Um, Brandy and Lauren pull up to a potential listing. Kayla pulls up to a potential listing. Tyler shows Alex Hall um, a preview of a house that he's listing. So, and these are all big houses. Yeah. We have a couple from Laguna Beach. Um, the one that Brandy and Lauren are are looking at, they're, they're trying to get the listing. Right. And uh, this is a four bed, five bath, 4,000 square foot home, 9.88 million. I guess this one has been on the market for six months, they said. And that's yeah, when they were practicing how they were gonna pitch it. <laughs> practicing. I know she goes, Hi, Miss Miss Seller. Um, I'm here to tell you that we can market the house and we'll price it right. <laughs> like that she was... said, that's all you need to say. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Uh, okay. Was, that's that was... easy. Yeah, that's that's how you do it. We never find out if they get the listing. I think they're still courting the seller. Um, right. but Kayla, and then we see Kayla go to another Laguna beach home, five bed, three and a half bath, um, 3,300 square feet. This one's on a hillside. It's built into the mm. hill. Lot Lots of, of stairs. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of, I feel like for, well, maybe not in Laguna beach. Cause people are used to those types of homes. Like being is that, built on is the that hill. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's very much like a hillside I mean, there are certainly like parts of it that are flat, but um, I feel like especially a lot of the houses with a view are like built into the hillside. Um, but that could be bad for a buyer. That could that could definitely affect the price point. Yeah, not a ranch home. <laughs> not a ranch home. No, not not for only for able able bodied. Yes, <laughs> buyers. Yes, definitely. Um, and then Austin has a listing in Irvine. Just a big old McMansion in Irvine. Right. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's is also a bit of a McMansion, um, a little bit bigger uh, in Dana Point for $21 million. Yeah, that was the, the big kahuna, that one. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I don't know. That, that yard <laughs> that overlooked the beach was insane. I mean, that That's, was yes. gorgeous. That's the selling point for yeah. sure. Because, yeah, it looks like you're at the beach. Like, it's it's your own private beach. Um, right. yeah. And he, yeah, he and Alex Hall get a little alone time. Or not alone time. <laughs> but oh, she, yeah. He's one-on-one. a one-on-one time. She maybe has a client that might want to buy the house. Um, so... They're trying to wheel and deal. And we get a little bit of an introduction to Tyler. Yes, at long last. We learn that he grew up surfing. He surfed professionally until he was 20. And then he joined his dad's real estate firm. But now he works for Oppenheim Group. Uh, And he's been married to Brittany Snow, the actress, for two years. 
bombshell, right. And uh, which also made me think, well, what the heck is he doing down in there? I mean, well, yeah. I, what, don't they have to live in L.A.? I, I, I was confused point. by that. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. What are you doing I, down here, Tyler? Are you commuting <laughs> or what? That, well, and as hanging we, out with his, his, his parents' house for a few days a week or something? Maybe. Or? Yeah. Maybe he's by, um, by county. Living. By county. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyone who reads People or Us Weekly knows yes. that they recently filed for divorce. Um, so I don't know if maybe it was the distance or if it was some other factors on the show, maybe Tyler and some of his coworkers getting a little close as we see, as we see (laughs) at the end of the episode, um, there's a cockroach in the Oppenheim group Newport (laughs) office. (laughs) So nasty. Well, it's just so funny because people are naturally going to compare like the selling Sunset office to the selling the OC office. And I'm sure OC gets a lot of flack for like not being as glamorous (laughs) as Sunset. And then here we are with a cockroach in the house. I think it's just, it's pretty funny. Um, Polly takes it as an office pet. Um, But Jason is not amused. Most most of the agents no. are not amused. And 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 they said, you know, we have to fumigate. So yes, yeah, they will take extreme measures to make yes. sure that, that no there's more no more these. pests. There's a little bit of real estate drama that goes down uh, concerning a house that Brandy and Lauren were um, listing, and Austin's client who put in an offer. And I guess the seller did not accept the offer and then they didn't get a counter offer from the seller. And Gio's like, well, you should have pushed the seller to make a counter offer and kind of like accusing Brandy and Lauren of like not doing a good job with the deal. Right. Um, Right. And I think he was just being an antagonist. Like I truly think he was just stirring up drama. It's pretty funny. Well, I wouldn't have done, but they said, "Well, you don't always get a counter offer," and he admitted that he didn't always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was kind of, yeah, I, I didn't understand the point of that conversation, and I was also for uh, I had to watch it again because I was confused about what listing they were talking about because I thought they were actually talking about the listing that we had just gone to with them, but that oh. was like a ten million dollar listing. This was like a million dollar listing, if not yeah. even, right? I think it was like nine hundred. Yeah, it was I think nine hundred and Austin's client put in like eight thirty or something and the seller didn't accept it. Like it's it was a very a very modest family home. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought Kayla made a smart move because she asked she knows she's green and she asked to team up with the more seasoned Alex Hall on getting Mm -hmm. her first listing. And that was successful. I thought, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So Alex, so yeah. And that was the house that, that we had just seen with the, the one on the hillside with all the stairs, with all the stairs, Kayla says to the client that she did the comps and she thinks they should go to market at 3.9 million. Um, the client's like, I don't want anything less than four or five. So Kayla's in a little bit of a pickle and she asks, yeah, like you said, asks for Alex's help. Um, and they're both like, we're not, we, we're not going to, you know, take an overpriced listing. Like, 
that's that's not the business that we're in. Um, I agree that I thought it was smart that Kayla asked for Alex's yeah. help. Although the way this whole thing went down was quite awkward. It was really awkward. And, and they conceded everything to the, to the, um, the client. Yeah. So Kayla says, well, I'm going to call the client right now. And then everyone's like, we'll put him on speakerphone <laughs> so we can hear. And I'm like, my God, that's like, and then I, I, I recalled how awkward I felt when I was working in an office, like, <laughs> All right. and pe- and period. had to call, and had to call like sources to get like quotes and stuff and how deeply embarrassed I was for people to hear <laughs> my phone call. I don't know. Like maybe, you know, when you're in the, in sales, it just, you have to just let that go. But I was just like, my God, she's doing it in front of all. And this is her first listing. Right. right. And it's for a potentially like $4 million house. And she's having to do this in front of all the agents. I, 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 but she does it. She lands it. So no matter that it was messy and awkward, she does get it. Totally. We'll see if she's able to close it. So yeah, now now we're seeing everyone get listings. We haven't seen actually anyone really sell anything, but no, (laughs) (laughs) lots of listings, but in a seller's market, that's a good thing for them. That is, that is, right. Yeah. We see the Alexandras pull up yes. to a very modern, beautiful, pristine modern. house in yeah. Laguna Beach. This is a listing that they're trying to uh, win so they can represent the seller. It's a four bed, seven bath, 6,200 square foot home, price TBD. The first thing I notice beyond the, you know, super modern architecture. Mm-hmm. The American flags. There were a number of American flag <laughs> decor pieces uh, strewn throughout the house. I just, I thought That's that was really funny. funny. Um, were yeah. you surprised to see Jason show up? I was really surprised. I was then more surprised um, not only to see him show up. And I, 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 I guess the reason they had him come was to help land the client. But the client mm-hmm. is not in any way ready to sell. But I guess this is part of a larger, longer, sort of longer term plan for them to woo him. So when he is thinking of selling, he'll turn to them and they will remind, he'll be reminded that they took it, you know, him seriously because they had the broker owner come and totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're playing the long game with this one. They really are. And then I was, okay. I was really surprised (laughs) to hear that they thought that the after spending, I think it was $3.6 million on the renovation, mm-hmm. um, that he was looking for 13 to 14 million. I, I thought that was really well, low. I, th- I think that I think Jason Oppenheim and the Alexandras think that he should just based on comps that that's what they think he should sell for. Okay. But I, I kind of got like when they said that, and based on the homeowner's face, I kind of got the vibe that he was thinking that he should get like 14, 15. Okay. The place. I, I thought that was really, uh, I mean, if you spend three and a half million dollars on your house, <laughs> right? I mean, how much, I, I don't know how much you paid, but I, I mean, I don't know if that's a huge profit. If obviously he's looking for a profit. <laughs> totally. Well, yeah. And you think about the holding costs for three years of work. He spent $3.6 million over 36 months. Like that's, that's crazy. 
just the mortgage alone on that and then plus the cost of the right. Yeah, it's it, I, I I'm with you. Twelve million seemed a little low for the, for that place. Yeah, um, it seemed to have some nice elements to it, like the pool and that was uh, kind of built into the house. Yeah, suspended like 40 feet in the air is what he said, which was kind of a cool thing to brag about. Yes. <laughs> and it was also, like I said, it was pristine. Like it was, there was not a speck of dust. Everything was, you know, staged to the nines. It, no, it looked really good. Yeah. Um, it's only going to look worse. <laughs> well, that, and that was Jason's point too. He's yeah. like, the house is never going to look better than it does right now. The longer you wait to sell it. So you might as well consider putting it on the market. So we move to the Oppenheim group office in Newport right. and we see Kayla, Sean and Alex Hall talking about Alex Hall's love life and Alex Hall's date with this guy named Jeremy mm-hmm. who is, who says he's semi-retired. He says money is out of the way. Right. That's nice. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what like is, you what swept this guy it away? <laughs> yeah. You cleaned up your money. <laughs> you just don't need any more money. Okay. All right fine um and (laughs) alex hall or she she calls him or he calls her somehow they're on the phone she puts them on speakerphone which again i'm like you guys are being very liberal with the speakerphone like (laughs) there is no privacy in (laughs) reality tv um and he she says oh your ears must have been burning and he says yes and she says what else is burning and then he says my nether regions but the other word for it and it was in pretty front of, salty language <laughs> yeah and it was in front of her co-workers and that's a little embarrassing for everybody they couldn't believe it yeah right um okay so this was probably the most interesting part of the episode was this oh, yeah. party that the agents have jason is- it mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason's getting the office fumigated. (laughs) So he sends the agents to the beach for the day. With a case of champagne, no less. Yes, very nice champagne. Very nice champagne. Um, I I was loving it. That's (laughs) that's how I like to work, you know, on the beach with a glass of champagne in my hand. Totally. In a bikini. (laughs) Although they I guess they were working because they were just gossiping on camera, which is I guess kind of their job at this point in addition to selling houses. Um Mm But yeah, no, no client phone calls were made that day. <laughs> I hope not for the client's <laughs> sake. Uh, did you catch the um, Alex Alexander Rose shows up and yeah. I liked the music they played. They kind of like, like it was, <laughs> I was like, gosh, the editors are just, they're really of, having fun with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved when the girls all played what Polly calls snog, marry, avoid, which in America we say F, marry, kill. Right. And (laughs) I don't know if saying snog gets us beeped, but maybe in England it would. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Certainly saying marry, kill will get us beeped. Right. Right. Um, But. So the girls uh, say who they'd want to sleep with in the office and who they'd want to eliminate and who they'd want to marry. And Alex Hall says, I would snog Austin 
kill Geo <laughs> and uh, Mary. Oh, I just wrote Mary. Oh no. Oh, and Mary Tyler. Oh, and Mary Tyler. Mary Tyler. Mary Tyler. Oh, Mary Tyler. Yes, who um, showed her that twenty-one million dollar house earlier in the episode? Right. Um, Lauren says she would snog Tyler, marry Sean, and kill Geo. <laughs> Kayla <laughs> says she would. <laughs> yeah, Kayla says she would marry Sean. No, she would snog Sean, marry Tyler, and kill no one. Brandy says she would. Brandy, who is made it very clear like she's married da 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 right. says she would snog no one but kill geo <laughs> <laughs> and polly says she would snog tyler marry sean and kill geo and yeah there is a trend of everyone wanting to kill geo which my, my geo no he oh, is not popular not not popular Mm-mm. it's really sad and um, but I think Geo can handle that. Uh, of course, he's not privy to everyone feeling this way um, at the beach. Um, but then the girls decide to confront Geo. Right. And I think that was like the perfect transition for Alex to say, oh, yeah, did you speaking of killing Geo? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of everyone hating Geo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, do, do you all know what happened at his opening? What he yeah. said to me? the snubbing and it yeah the snub basically the situation if you don't remember episode two was that geo's wife claims that alex hall snubbed her at the oppenheim group newport beach office opening uh and he's like don't snub my wife you know if she's upset i'm upset da 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 and he did this confrontation at his broker's open um and alex hall was like rubbed the wrong way this is fake drama this is not real this is not real and the other reason why it's not real is tiffany doesn't exist in the show (laughs) tiffany (laughs) and so tiffany is a background actor on the show right she's like a non-game player whatever they're called like yeah just i I don't understand why we care well it was wild anything yeah and alex hall was like we're not friends. And Gio's like, you've hung out socially. And Alex Hall's like, but we're not friends. Like it was, it was so weird. Um, so I, I kind of hope that this, this argument is put to rest because they're really just making a mountain out of a molehill. Right. I, yeah, Um, they, yeah. And it's just getting more and it, it just causing more and more tension. Yeah. Alex, it causes Alex Hall to shake her butt. (laughs) Geo and then yep. goes, I spelled Vuv. Like okay. <laughs> okay. Uh then we what have else? the sunset, right? The sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sunset. Um, which Bet. I think at this point everyone's a little toasty, everyone's a little, you know, feeling loose, feeling, feeling liquored up. Um, Polly and Tyler bet that if the sunset is not a an eleven out of ten. He has to skinny dip. I thought right? that's just a, I, I didn't understand the math of this bet. No, me either. He ended up losing it somehow. Yeah, pa- Polly loses. <laughs> she, that's all we need to know, which means that she t- took off her silly little outfit. Yes. In front of the cameras and ran in front of the, the cameras. Water. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think it's important to note too at this time that 
um, everyone's kind of cuddling together at one yeah. point they're, they're all wrapped in, in blankets and towels and they're really cold. And at one point someone says, I wonder if any other real estate office does a cuddle puddle at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like very comfortable with each other. They are. And I did notice that Tyler was basically lying in Alex's arms and she's telling yeah. him how warm he is and she's just all snuggled with him. And then they do something called a nosy pitch. Yes. I thought, is it like a euphemism for drugs or, or no? I, it's it's when like you, your mouth over your nose or something? When you put your mouth over someone's nose. Yuck. It's like to gross them out because really that's gross. the only thing that can come from that. Um, so Alex Hall does that to Tyler, which at first I thought she just kissed him. Right. But then the explanation of the nosy came into play um and we learned that she put her mouth over tyler's nose and then he says it smells like in and out which is a burger chain <laughs> for those of you who don't know what in and out is it's not a romantic thing to say so it's kind of like a, a thing that like a high schooler i feel like yeah. tyler's kind of stuck in high school a little mm, bit is yeah. the vibe that i get surfer, surfer dude yeah um, but yeah, they're, they're snuggling. And then I think at one point, Alex Hall is like, well, Kayla wants to see you naked. Like when, when they're trying to decide who's going to skinny dip, if it's oh, gonna right. be Polly or Tyler and, and Alex to Tyler goes, well, Kayla wants to see you naked. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Polly's the one that has to take, and she does it. She like owns it. She does. Even though I'm pretty sure they weren't the only people on the beach. And I am yeah. 99.9% sure it was not like a nude beach. So, right. And and 100% sure that they will all have to go into the office with clothes on the next day and act professionally. So mm -hmm. good luck with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. As is, uh, that, that's just what happens on real estate reality TV shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swallow your pride. Um <laughs> And that's the episode. That's, that's, the episode. that's episode three. I liked it. I thought we're getting a lot more like fun silliness with the right. agents. And I feel like they're almost compared to like the Selling Sunset agents. I feel like the OC agents maybe take themselves less seriously with the exception of Geo. <laughs> I think Geo would fit right in with the Selling Sunset folks. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> but I feel like the OC people are kind of more laid back, which is pretty on point with just how the OC, like how Orange County is compared to LA. That makes sense. Speaking yeah. of that, I should have mentioned this earlier uh, when Alex Hall was talking about dating. There was some mention of the the Whole Foods there being like a pickup joint. And I was wondering if you knew anything about that. Is that like specific to that area or is it just like any whole foods try to meet a man there <laughs> you know no i i clocked that too i thought that was hilarious okay. um <laughs> i i mean as someone who's been out of the game for 15 years ditto, I, ditto. yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not aware that whole foods in, I, <laughs> this I could, is news to me so that i was very curious about this <laughs> i could easily see that as like you know it's kind of like you hear about having like a meat cute in any grocery store but yes. i could definitely see 
how whole foods attracts a certain clientele. Maybe they're, you know, more health conscious. Maybe they care about fitness. They're care about their appearance and guys just go there to hit on like hot moms or hot singles, whatever. I could, I could see that for sure. For sure. Yeah. That, that just struck me as really funny. Yeah. No, (laughs) I think I could definitely see that as like more of a thing in orange County or LA. Um, but I feel like it rings, it, it rings true for the larger, the larger scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Country in general, Jeff Bezos is, um, <laughs> right, he should have a dating app of some kind. There you go. Totally. There. Amazon dating app. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a separate section of the app for people who you like walk into Whole Foods and it just oh, oh my god. And then it like like Tinder for for Whole Foods or something. Yeah, like or like someone um, is 20 feet away who's single. <laughs> well, that's isn't a uh, what's the uh or grinder or something. Right, yeah, it's like grinder. <laughs> Some someone on aisle four is single. Go meet them. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, Jeff Bezos, you're not allowed to have this. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. Allowed Maybe it should be realtor.com. <laughs> yes, side hustle. Side hustle business. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Claudine, right. this was fun. Thank yeah, was. you again for joining me this week. Uh, Thanks for having me. It was great to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to episode four. Please. Oh, um hit subscribe and follow along if you want to hear me and Claudine gab more about selling the OC. We're here with Andrew Tyree. He joins us. He is the host of Beyond the Block, a show on Taste Made. And you guys are in your third season. Uh, Congratulations yeah. and welcome, Andrew. Thank you thank for you. coming on the show with us. No, thank you for having me. Uh, super happy to be here. What a wonderful introduction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for our uninitiated uh, listeners, what is yes. Beyond the Block? Beyond the Block is, uh, I feel like it's my baby, first of all. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's a show about, you know, taking a different approach to home buying. We travel around the country and we help first-time home buyers uh, go through the process of buying their first house, but through a different lens. We really focused on, we really focus on community, uh, neighborhoods, um, things that are outside of the four walls of their actual house and making sure that they are in love um, in, with those things and paying attention to those things as much as the home itself. I feel like that's one of the hardest things for home buyers when you are vetting a neighborhood, when you're trying to figure out where the heck should we put in an offer for a house is like, are we going to like to s- spend our time here on the weekends? Is there a farmer's yeah. market? Are we going to have restaurants to go to? How's the commute? Da, da, da. So these are all yeah. things that you tackle in the show. Yeah, those things are interesting. You know, it's they're, they're the hard part. And I think they are often um, maybe the most overlooked part. So mm-hmm. we get so bogged down with bedrooms and bathrooms and square footage and price point, which are all very important. But those are all things that, um, you know, in theory, you can change. 
you know, the one thing that you can't change is the neighborhood, right? You right, can't, yeah. you know, make a restaurant go away or, or add a restaurant, <laughs> unless you're a restaurateur and you're opening restaurants, which is, you know, <laughs> Unless good you have a you. lot of influence <laughs> in the community. Yeah, yeah, you're a very exactly. powerful person. Um, yeah, if you're building parks, then, you know, more power to you. But if not, you should probably find a neighborhood of parks or something that's important to you that has beautiful green spaces. Um, so these are things that, um, you know, we like to focus on. We think that they are, um, the most important part. Um, and we like to give people the tools to, to do that. How do you do that? You're traveling all over the country. You're in different cities that I'm sure you might not be terribly familiar with. How do you help your clients find the best neighborhood as you're learning yourself? And you I know, also, that's... Andrew, before you answer, I think we also yeah. have to say that Joey Lucas, your showrunner is on the line. So I'm sure she will have a lot yes. to say about this as well yeah. and she can probably weigh in after you answer <laughs> yeah well joey is uh my my guardian angel and my guiding light so <laughs> so a lot of this stuff you know we couldn't we we couldn't do any of it actually without her but i think i think a big part of it is showing people that um this is part of the research that you should also be doing you know, so this is the process we take, you know, the process, if I was coming into this neighborhood and I was looking for a home, this is the process I would take. And therefore you come along on the journey with me and I show you that, you know, this is the process you should also be taking. So it's not something that you can't do uh, in the, in the span of your home search. And yeah. that's kind of the message we're trying to send there. Wow. So you've basically been a perpetual home buyer for the past three seasons. Just yeah, constantly. Like, yeah. In, in, in the easiest years to buy a house too. Which yeah. is, which well, is, that's, that's one of our questions. Like what, what have the, been the challenges with, with filming with, with your clients and finding the right home in these very, very tumultuous years oh, in the housing market? Wow. So you want this to be the whole podcast? I just talking about that. <laughs> we can, I know. We can, it's a lot. I mean, is you know, what's so interesting is our first season was 2020. So that was yeah, when the pandemic, wow. you know, started. Season two was 2021, and here we are in 2022. So every year, there's been a new set of challenges. You know, the first year was strictly like the pandemic and what that was doing to the housing market. Um, that was the first season. Season two was the craziness that the housing market had become, like being able to actually put an offer in and have a good chance of buying a house was almost unheard of. It was you know, if you weren't on it in the first 30 minutes to an hour of the listing going up, the chances of you getting that house were slim to none. And the prices were going up at, you know, record, like a record pace. Um, I hadn't seen anything like it before. And a lot of people had it. So every year there's been a, a different challenge. And then this year um, we have, you know, the interest rates and the inventory being super low and interest rates being super high. So, you know, it's moving. The challenges are our are, are moving target, but that's kind of the beauty of the show is finding ways to to tackle them. And uh, secretly, like, you know, there's always a way. Right. <laughs> a lot. And a lot of it is the um, I don't know, I guess it's like the, the stuff that's not pretty. It's it's patience. Right. It's tenacity. It's it's not giving up. It's keeping, you know, a sunny disposition and a bright outlook on the situation. And it's like so there's no like magic that's happening it's just like grinding <laughs> yeah, grind. yeah yeah yeah. yeah buying a house is a grind yeah <laughs> um joey how did you come up with this concept because you have been with the show all three years and you said that this is similar to andrew your baby and yeah. you you thought 
that this is something that homeowners could really relate to or home, home, home buyers could really relate to. Yeah. When we, um, when we start talking about the show at Tastemade, um, and actually even meeting with Andrew, it was something that kind of organically came about, uh, when we realized what, what people were needing and what was already out there. You know, um, especially with when it comes to making and you know, frankly, you know, a TV show, an entertaining TV show. You know, at Taste Made, we want to always make sure we're telling authentic stories that resonate with our audiences that is relatable. But one of the things uh, that we realized was like when you watch like, and this is no knock on any other show, uh, mm-hmm. any other home buying show. However, they can be, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they can be a little bit like a game show, like, oh, what are they going to choose? Yeah. And, and, um, and it's all about like, well, I, you know, I don't, I wish I had more bedrooms or bathrooms, but it's not about everything else that happens after really buying a home. And even though ours is not either in the general sense, like we're not following people after they buy their home except for like a little check-in we are um, it's about like everything else you need to consider. So when we started to think about this, we were like looking at the other shows that are out there going like, but nobody's talking about the things that like, I think people actually really care about. And um, because when you buy a house, like you want to know like where, yeah, where do you get your coffee? Where's the, you brought up the farmer's market and things like that. And when we started kind of beating this out and meeting with Andrew and, and knowing the type, his type of style and like, you know, that it isn't just about like going to the house. He wants you to walk around the neighborhood and, uh, and talk to your neighbors. And, um, and we just were like, no, that's like what real people need. And especially millennials and Gen uh, Z, as, especially as Gen Z is starting to get in the market, but more millennials at the time <laughs> when we started. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The gen, the, the 25. Well, okay. That actually your first, um, buyers that you meet with Andrew in episode one of season three, what they're like 23 to 24 year old like yeah really? they were not born in the 1900s i'll tell you that <laughs> the 1900s i still can't get over that <laughs> they were not born in the 1900s they're like very was, yeah. a very adorable couple and i'm guessing they yes. both work in tech if they can both yes. afford to buy in portland good, good oregon guess. which yes. is your first uh city in uh, ep- or that's the city that you focus on in episode one Yes. Yeah. They are, they are young and, um, you know, it's not stopping them. And it's, it's interesting because they kind of personify, um, that idea that I talked about earlier about, you know, it's just hard work sometimes, you know, like sometimes the idea of like, Oh, buying a house seems very big, but it's literally all the little things that you're doing to put yourself in a position to be able to buy the home. So they are super frugal. And even though they work in tech and probably have, you know, a decent salary, they know that they're they're not eating out all the time and they're even going as far as you know making a lot of the things that they use in their house instead of going out and buying it and that was you know a plan that they had put in that they put into place and uh, it it worked for them they ended up choosing a condo in the pearl district of yeah. um portland and yeah. so you take them to the pearl district and then you take them to the goose Goose, Goose Hollow. Goose Hollow. <laughs> and I, yeah. Okay. Do you have 
do you do the research? Like, how do you know so much about these neighborhoods? Are you just like a neighborhood genius or is this well, something? Know, it, here's what's interesting. <laughs> you have producers uh, you know, that do this. <laughs> well, no, well, you do it long enough and you realize that a lot of the cities in, you know, America are similar. So mm-hmm. they have, especially these cities that are emerging as these hubs for young people to move to with these new amazing jobs and everybody being remote or being like in a hybrid situation. So the setup is very similar and it's a, it's a quick, you know, it's a, I won't say quick, but it's, you know, you do a little research and you can see, well, this neighborhood is, is doing really well. This neighborhood is on the rise. These neighborhoods have the prices that you're looking for, also the things you're looking for. And as a real estate agent, I, I, you know, I hope most real estate agents are, are, are doing just that. When you get a client and they're saying, hey, this is what we're looking for, then you go off and do your research and uh, you come back with some options. And, you know, from there, it's really a matter of you kind of just being a guide for them to figure out what it is that they actually want. Mm-hmm. Andrew, was there one market, one city across the country that seemed more challenging for you than others to find the right home for your clients? And if so, why? You know, I feel like um, for me, Los Angeles was the hardest. That was <laughs> like, and that was way back in season one. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's just because I kind of relate to the difficulty of of finding a house here in LA. Yeah. And so, like, Los Angeles is such an interesting market because it's you know it's one of the most expensive markets in the country. And it's enormous. Um, There's so it's enormous. It's yeah. so big. Sprawl. Listen, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I, I came in like booked a hotel room because I was going to get a hotel room and then like find out where my apartment was going to be. I booked a hotel room in Silmar because I knew no better. <laughs> so I was like, way out of, okay, that's like way, yeah. way yeah. east. Yeah. yeah. East okay. and north. So all that is just <laughs> to say like, it's a big city. It's a big, it's a big place. So that's difficult. But I think the other cities that we go to, I'm always, uh, I'm always surprised because when you hear of a place that maybe you hadn't thought to go to on your own before, you're like, oh, you kind of get, um, you get, uh, you know, some thoughts or feelings about what you're going to find when you get there. And usually I'm wrong. Usually it's, I'm you know, I might be, yeah, I'm like, this is going to be difficult. Maybe they're not going to have enough of this or enough of that and you get there and these all these they're all these beautiful communities all over the country and you realize that oh you can find a home and set down roots anywhere you really want to you know yeah so it's kind of a beautiful thing to figure out about where we live I love that about this show too and again not to knock on other home shows but <laughs> mm-hmm. they usually are focused on one part of the country or in one city like LA or Waco or yeah. you know somewhere <laughs> so or even really... Atlanta, Atlanta I feel like yeah. there's so yeah. many home yeah, shows being filmed yeah. in Atlanta right now so, yeah it's really nice to see that you guys have that geographic diversity and you you shine a spotlight on all these other cities and towns that that may not ordinarily get that can we can we say can we reveal where some of the other cities that you're going to visit this season are I mean oh, episode Joey, two can we I think we can because I think you know it's in our um yeah it's, it's, it's our out trailer. there it's, you know it's out there, there you go. yeah 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 because yeah. okay so episode one we um premiered last week and you guys went to Portland Oregon um yes. this week you go to Madison Wisconsin which I've heard Madison I, I've heard it's booming mm-hmm. <laughs> in Wisconsin it's, yeah Madison is going crazy um, Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, Boise, Idaho. So these are all, 
I mean, these are like hot markets, hot markets. Like we do stories on realtor.com all the time. Um, data stories, plucking out these like hot cities or like, what are, you know, um, places that millennials want to move or what are, um, you know, those secondary cities that aren't LA, New York, Chicago, out of all of the cities that you guys have traveled to, you both live in Los Angeles. Where would you consider moving? Joey. <laughs> oh, I've Andrew and I've had several conversations. Yeah, yeah. Um, because just to echo Andrew, what Andrew already said, um, and I'm talking now across all three seasons that we've shot, but we've all we all I think have gone to all these cities going like, oh, what is it? Okay, sure, we're gonna be in Charlotte, like <laughs> uh, Raleigh. Um, so, um, like it might be nothing, but. I think so I'll, so I have a couple answers to that to say, actually, my fiance and I are strongly considering moving to Portland. Okay. Ooh, um, breaking sorry. news. <laughs> um, I don't know Exclusive. if that will work, but we're strongly considering it. So, but that didn't surprise me. So to say, to say that, but you know, the two cities that surprised me, I, I would say didn't come from this season, actually, they came from last season, which were, um, Oh, no, came from the first season and the second season, which is Raleigh um, and also uh, Richmond. Virginia. Uh, um, oh. Virginia, which was last season. Um, yeah. I feel like we were, Andrew and I were walking down the street one day in Richmond. We're like, like okay, what is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at, at some point in Richmond, I think we started looking up home prices. We were like, how much, <laughs> how much for that one right there? <laughs> like that one. And, then, and we're on our way to shoot something else. We're like, let's take five minutes and just like scout. So we pulled up real pull around. Through. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It, and, it, you know, I, I would, I would say probably the same. I, for me, I think uh, I would say Richmond and uh, Alpharetta, Alpharetta, yeah. Georgia, which is oh. right outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like that, um, just based on like the career path that I'm on and what I do for a living as far as you know, like on the television side of things, at being so close to Atlanta would not be a far cry from living in Los Angeles. I wouldn't yeah. lose too much. And, you know, everything else houses are more affordable it's beautiful it's so green you forget that places are that green oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like what yeah and so it's it's hmm. yeah it's beautiful out there you i walk we were walking in um uh the avalon in alpharetta and i'm like this is this is like the grove i don't know oh, <laughs> if your listeners like are familiar an, yeah like an outdoor mall it's out and nice stores and shops and restaurants and you forget that like yeah, you don't have the monopoly on like beautiful experiences and beautiful places. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, Richmond and Alpharetta for me. Interesting. What is, yeah. okay, and Richmond, I'm guessing is similar thing. There's you know what? shops, has, restaurants, yeah. farmers markets. Yeah, what was it about Richmond? It was just, the, it has, it has, it has, um, it just kind of mixed old school charm That's what it was. and and a little bit of it just had just enough modern touches right outside mm-hmm. of the old school charm i mean like wide center islands going down the streets with like the trees overhanging and the ex the um the outside of the buildings were very like i wouldn't say almost victorian but like still modern it's hard to describe but you're like this is beautiful yeah it was so beautiful and it felt very progressive and like yes. it's it's again being 
a city that has a, and we, talk, we talked about it, but like having a very complicated history in our country, yeah. Um, yeah. but um, like many cities, uh, yeah. like our country in general, but that, yeah. um, you know, but it was very progressive and very interesting and, and it had a lot of different pockets of yeah. areas that like were really cool that kind of had their own personality. It's like, here's this area and this is where you could shop and like eat, but then you could also go here. And so I think that was also what really, stood out to me in addition to yeah, what and I thought, you already said I remember yeah and I thought the progressiveness in Richmond because it, it's funny I, I think that we find that in a lot of the cities we don't expect to find yeah. it in but in Richmond it was like really in your face mm. it's like we know that the history in the city is not great <laughs> and we are doing stuff that you can see to change the way you feel when you're in this city and I was like oh and that's you felt nice. it. yeah you felt it you yeah, felt cool. it and you guys um, and I, were there I, in 2020, right? Yeah, 2021. 20, okay, yeah. so yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was after that. Yeah, right after. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you can feel it, and you can feel it, and that was uh, refreshing to me. And I think I said, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I definitely said it when we were talking in person. Is that I think some of the cities that have the deepest um, cracks or divides in their history, those are the ones where you get like the most beautiful flowers. Mm -hmm. right because the things are planted so deep that like the fix is very visible whereas if you have a city that's kind of always been on the sort of the progressive side you might it might not see it as much um right which is there's good and bad but i liked seeing it kind of it was it was cool it's a cool city so beyond the block is very much just a tour of really cool cities in america if if you Mm -hmm. could sum it up like to you know, I mean there's a lot more to it but I feel like that's one of the benefits um for yeah. people to yeah, tune in yeah. is you learn about really cool neighborhoods in cities that maybe you wouldn't consider if you if you are drawn to more coastal places yeah um, I think it's it's about you know yeah it, it, we like to say that it's a it's a it's a uh, home buying show with a travel with like a travel totally show. Like, I got the travel, travel show vibe. So we love to hear all the behind the scenes <laughs> gossip. Is there Ooh. a weird or funny thing that's happened or that you've encountered while filming that sticks out to you guys? <laughs> a snafu, if you will. You, I'm going to let Andrew think on it because he probably has more than I do. But I, the one I that popped in my head, mostly because my dogs over here are like wrestling with each other yeah. <laughs> um, and I can hear them. So I think of the dog stuff, um, which is, I think the two things I was going to say both relate to the dogs, which I know Andrew loves. <laughs> um, I'm going to call you out there, buddy. Um, yeah, but <laughs> that, um, Season one wasn't it kayaking in yes. um, San Antonio where the dog yes. fell out of the kayak. Oh my god! So the, the beautiful thing about this is that they brought like an ex. Was it like a Navy SEAL? It was like yeah, it was like because like, for he was production there for purposes, you have to have like a lifeguard. And he was on. he was there like just in case one of us, and by one of us they mean me, <laughs> fell in the water and needed to be rescued. He was there to like help out. Yeah. and the dog <laughs> was the only one that ended up jumping into the water and he, he this guy ended up having to like yeah like lasso the dog, the dog and like lift him out of the yeah <laughs> so that, wow. one was, that was unexpected and then my other dog story was just our charleston um couple who had the uh, who were dog uh, who took care of dogs and just seeing 
uh, we shot with Andrew and everybody walking the dogs, and it was like twenty dogs. <laughs> Like Joey, Deville. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen Joey laugh that hard because she knew that I was like, oh man. 20, and yeah, she's like, let's let's try it one more time with the yes, hat on. No, I didn't get it. I didn't get I didn't Andrew get walking the dog. Um, so yes, those those things happened. Um, oh, that's funny. You know, for me, it's it's funny because I, I think that when people see cameras, they kind of always want to know what's going on. They always mm-hmm. want to be on camera. And mm-hmm. It was really, really evident in, um, I think this was in Charleston too, because there were so many bachelorette parties happening. Oh, oh, that was, right. was, Nashville. Yes. was this Nashville or was this Charleston? <laughs> Maybe it was Charleston. I think it was Charleston. There so many bachelorette parties happened right. and they would just be walking down the street, full bachelorette form. And they would be like, what are you filming? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be on camera. Um, like, I don't oh. think this is your show. <laughs> no, wait, the Vegas. Do you remember Ve- there's a Vegas? Wasn't there a oh, guy? I don't remember Ve- Vegas. Okay. Do you I don't, don't remember, remember Vegas? Vegas? No, what happened in Vegas? I thought there was a gentleman <laughs> it stays in Vegas. wearing all his clothes, I think, like walking down the yes. street. Yes. Well, I was gonna I was gonna take you one better. Were okay. you in Madison? Were you in Madison when this happened? I miss I was not in Madison, so you'll have to So we thought that <laughs> we were gonna run into Oh, it was uh, that was Madison that I'm thinking of. That's yeah, a certain event in Portland and it didn't happen. But when we got to Madison, we were shooting the open of the scene. And my director was like, hold on, Andrew, we're going to wait for a second. And I'm like, well, why are we waiting? Like, I'm ready to go right now. And all of a sudden behind me, I hear like these like bike, bicycle bells and horns. And he's like, okay, go. And I start going and all I see is like naked people on bicycles. (laughs) And it's like 300 naked people. A bike Um, parade. A bike bike parade of, of, of nudity. And uh, it's on. It did not make the show. I don't no. think. I got. But, I uh, got sent the message saying, "Can this be in the show?" And I said, "No." He'd have to get a yeah. lot of releases signed. Yeah. Yeah. And their yeah. standards but and we, practices was like, no, no, no. I mean, they all waved the camera. And but if you if you ever like hack any of our cell phones, you'll find an amazing parade. That's hilarious. When I was thinking of Andrew, I just couldn't. Yeah. Naked bike parade. Darn. It's it's left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had an explicit you, content warning. Yeah. Um. Well, can you guys tell everyone where they can watch this amazing show, this super fun show? Yeah, I know it's I on. Ta- we've said it's on Taste yeah. Made, but yeah, more specifically, um, I guess go to tastemade.com and look mm-hmm. up Beyond the Block. And you, so one episode has already published. Mm-hmm. We are getting a new one this week, and then subsequently, how, there's eight episodes. In the season, no, there's five episodes. Five episodes. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, everyone, please go check it out. It's it's a really fun show. It's a travel show, real estate. It mm-hmm. kind of has everything if you're mm-hmm. into that sort of thing, which we are, <laughs> and we know everyone listening is. So. Yeah, I think I'm funny sometimes on it. So you know. <laughs> I, I, you're I, very yeah. charming, Andrew. <laughs> well, so thank funny. you. Well, thank you. So, you know, if you want a little laugh, you know, that's, it's good for that too. But yeah, every Thursday, a new episode drops and tastemade.com or the tastemade app or, or anywhere you get the tastemade channel. Um, yeah. I know on direct TV, it's two thirty-five. Um, so like, yeah, anywhere you can find tastemade, you can yeah, find the show. Yeah, cable provider sometimes. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> check with so, your yeah. cable provider. <laughs> check with your local your cable, cable provider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrew and Joey. Absolutely. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope we get to do it again. 
Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We will okay. talk to you later. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Well, that is it for House Party. Thank you so much for hitting play. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to realtor.com slash news. You can also go to Google and type in realtor.com in the topic and it should pop up. We will also link all of the stories in your show notes. So go to your podcast app and click on the links and you can see pictures. You can hear more little tidbits. Uh, And then if you had a great time listening to us, if you could go to your podcast app and either write a rating, nope, write a review or give us a rating, that would be awesome. We really appreciate the support and we appreciate your feedback. We do. If you would like to get in touch with us in other ways, we're on all the socials. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at House Party Pod on all three. We talk about all sorts of fun stuff there and post pictures. So find us, join the conversation, and reach out. Thanks again, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.